Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Chris C. And Rob Morphy. Thank y'all so very much for joining us. We have a Patreon campaign. We do. It is uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. We would like to thank all of our patrons who uh, support us over there. And at the end of this episode, we're going to be doing some Patreon shout-outs. Yeah, Absolutely. That's right. We so promised you, you that. Yeah, so if you contribute to that, you know, stick around for the end of the show. You can hear that. Um, also, too, I want to send a huge thank you to all of our listeners, Patreon supporters or not. We The podcast has grown so much it over is. the last couple of months. It's really impressive. We're super excited. We're so very thankful that everyone is into this. And uh, thank you all so very much. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, here yeah, you go. Here yeah. it is. There it's it is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, dear thank listeners. You. Thank you. We appreciate you got, it. Honestly, you guys are the Thanks fucking to best. You. Yes. Thank dear you. Dear listeners. And I'm, for, on a personal note, I'm going to give a little shout out to... Uh, Super fan Lisa Hoff, because uh, among all the great things, she's a dear friend of all of ours. Yes. Uh, she introduced me to the wonders of peanut butter whiskey uh, recently, peanut and um, it's it seems like it's a it's a non-starter. I would be like, in theory, oh fuck that, but it's sort of like drinking liquefied nutter butters in a quality solid bourbon. And I ended up killing half the bottle while we were hanging out, watching okay. some TV, doing the things. That we do just, you know, fucking watching shit. And it was awesome. So I want to give Lisa a big fat shout out. Thank you. And I also promised yeah. her I would. And I'm okay. a man of my word. All right. Well, Lisa, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's hear it for, for peanut, peanut butter whiskey, right? Peanut, oh. peanut butter whiskey. Woo! Dude, peanut I would whiskey. try pretty much any whiskey. Oh, sure. I don't care. I would try it. I mean, I'm I tried a, all the honey and the cinnamon varieties. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll try anything there. that comes down the pike. I'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways. I like my Irish whiskeys. I like my, my bourbons. But fuck it. It's whiskey. I'll try it. It's peanut butter. I Fuck love it. whiskey, and I do enjoy peanut butter, and I absolutely love Nutter Butters. Like, I you love Nutter Butters, All too. the knockoff Oreo-type things, mm-hmm. the cream-filled cookies, they got to be near the peak. Yeah. I mean, all right, well, fucking shout-outs to Lisa. There absolutely. it is. Yeah, thank you. All thank right. Thank you, Miss Hoff. All right, so this week, um, you know, we the last couple of stories here, uh, I think I believe the last pod that we put out was the uh, the Curse of the Golden Eagle. Well, we're going to stay, we're, we're going to keep with some paranormal. Yeah, we are. We talk a lot about aliens. We talk a lot about other, you know, cryptids and stuff like that. But I think that we're going to do a little paranormal romp here. So stick wow. with us. Enjoy the ride. You know what? Send us your paranormal thoughts and experiences because I want to hear about it. And if they're cool okay. enough, you better fucking believe there's a podcast in there. And we have based podcasts off of listener submissions. The, Absolutely. The Vengeful Brujo of, uh, was it Rubio, right? I, or, Bruja. Or the Vengeful Bruja, Bruja. But yeah. yes, um, I think it was Rubio. Yeah. That was a fascinating, frightening story. That was with Juan and his felonious death. Felonious death. Yeah. yeah, of course. How will I ever forget? Uh, yeah. the, the latch. <laughs> Juan the latch. Oh. All right. So continuing on with our paranormal track here this week, we were talking about the stone killers flat out dead up just after the turn of the 20th century a blissful couple purchased a picturesque cottage in north england's desolate peak district utterly unaware of the fact that the property came with a curse that the original owners would return on all saints day original owners who were not only replete with evil but also evidently capable of transmuting their vile spirits into the very stone effigies meant to entomb their cursed corpses. The very same. Cursed. You had me at entombed their cursed corpses. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, I did not get a chance to read this. No. I did not. Really? You sent it early. I did. I had a very busy day with the children. That's all right. And I had to print it in a, in a rush. 
And I would like to thank you for numbering the pages because I don't think that I put them together properly. Oh. So that could be an issue for editing. That really could be. It could because be. Because I just had faith that you put them in the yeah, wrong no, order. Yeah, no, them. don't. We, we may have just fucked ourselves. But that's okay because you know why? Chris is an amazing editor. Yeah, no. And he can I'll bring this it. together for us. Yeah, I think we're just going to have to live with it. We're going to have to live with our sloppiness. Yeah, this no, one I got time. it, guys. Don't worry. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. For Robert, let's get started. I got to say before we get going... The idea of animate statues has always fucking I don't like me. it. Nobody likes it. It's Long creepy. before the Weeping Angels, as much as they are literally every bit as cool as Cybermen and Daleks, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, as far as Doctor Who villains go, um, at least the first uh, episode they were yeah, in, blank. I think they got a little you know, overplayed quickly, but, but the first episode was one of the most haunting things I think Who has ever done. And and you guys remember um, just a brief sequence. It's not even like it came to life, but an Exorcist three directed by William Peter Blatty back in I think ninety three, yeah. where the like the church doors blew in and the you know autumnal leaves rattled down the aisle, and all of a sudden the uh, you know the crucified effigy of Jesus, his eyes popped open. Oh, Something about it just yeah. struck an icky chord. No, it as sucks. A Catholic oh, school kid, and Chris knows what I'm talking about. I used to stare at the you know weeping bloody. Obviously, it's tortured awful, form of I Jesus, and I thought, don't forget, ripped. If, if he looks at me, oh yeah, he's got abs. He's got abs for days, dude. Due to shred, absolutely. So you know, hot yet clearly having suffered mighty, well, mighty indignities. Yeah, no, um, I know. The thought of it opening, the it being the object, not the right. human being, opening opening its eyes, always kind of haunted me. So this takes it to the max. When I stumbled across this uh, uh, story in one of the old you know, 1960s paperbacks of paranormal that I collect all over the place. You know, one of my favorite pastimes, I was like, Oh, a hundred percent. So like Mark said, we're trying to just switch up the rhythm a little bit, go with a little paranormal, yeah. test the waters. And, uh, and, and without any more ado, wedded life had very much suited Robert and Mary Sanford by all accounts. The young couple delighted in one another's company and cherished the time they spent together in their London home. In fact, the only thing that apparently displeased them was all the filth and tumult that personified big city life at the close of the Victorian era. Now, we're talking fucking okay. Dickensian as shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all, I got that. It's all soot and regret and little Shit fuckers. is falling on your heads oh, as you're walking oh, yeah. through the streets. <laughs> piss pots out the top that, that's window. That's what I'm saying. What are you little guys doing? Little orphans always asking for another serving of something somewhere. For yeah. some reason, whenever you say Dickensian, I just get like a little, there's a little bit of like, like a little giggle, like a little gag in the yeah. Kensian. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Because just, it's, it's great. The Dickens the Ken- is like just a word in our yeah. vernacular. Oh, yeah, no, the Dickens it's just, is yeah. the ultimate enhancer now. The Dickens. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's hot as the Dickens. Yeah. yeah. Jesus was ripped as the Dickens. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm poor. I'm Dickensian poor this week. That's literally what I told him. I'm not getting a perfect actual use of the word Dickensian. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm Dickens poor. Chris got a hold of me to claim that he was Dickens poor, and I was like, dude, we got Patreon money. Don't worry, our good listeners. Thank you all so very much for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, Christopher. Live, and you pulled me out of Dickens. Yeah. Depths. Now I'm going to be taking uh, my uh, Patreon share this month and buy myself a Mortal Kombat um, arcade one-up system because um, I'm not Dickensian poor. Wow! So there you go. Wow, I, just I showing am. off. No, not showing just off. Just robbing Chris's you guys are nose in it. Yeah. Chris, Chris, and you're going to come play with me. Well, duh. With the fucking Mortal Kombat arcade. Okay. Well, I guess I'll buy the Street Fighter then, and we'll just have a fucking <gasps> yeah. fight off. We will. It'll be awesome. Okay, we should probably finish the story. I'm going to get food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. I'm just going to get Whoppers. All right, so they're poor. Oh. They're in London. I like the word 
was it Tom? Tum, tumulet? Tumult. 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 I like that. Yes. Never Filth heard of it. And tumult. Never yeah. heard of it That's before. That's a lot of hubbub. <laughs> it's it's like frenzied action, but not of the comforting, chaotic kind that you might get, say, at a rock concert. Okay. The kind that makes you wish you were away from it. Okay, cool. And that is apparently how Robert and Mary Sanford felt. They don't like that filth. They're moving out. They don't want it. All right. To that end, the couple had been tirelessly searching for a more pastoral residence, preferably in central England's idyllic peak district, which was resplendent not only with natural beauty, but embodied the laid-back atmosphere that they were evidently craving. As luck would have it, Robert stumbled on the cottage of their dream. It was a sturdy, if wee bit ramshackle bungalow that stood proudly by a pristine stream made all the more aesthetically appealing by a thicket of yew trees. We all know about the yew trees. I don't. It's a cousin of the oak? Yes. Cherry? 100%. Um, yeah. I have no idea. But it was specified, so we're just going to go with it. It's a tree of lilac? sheep. The tree of male sheep. Lilac? The yew trees. Yew trees. <laughs> which edged yeah. the go. estate. Increasing its charm was the detail that the property was also isolated. In fact, the only other building in the vicinity was a centuries-old Norman church that was shrouded in the nearby forest. And a shrouded old Norman church well, is where it's at, yeah, as no, we all know. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's a party. Ooh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Robert knew that with a little time and elbow grease, the old place could be transformed into the perfect country home. Mary agreed, and in the spring of 1901, the Sanfords left London for their new home. The remainder of the spring and the summer would be full of hard work, but also lots of love and many happy memories for the newlyweds. Oh, that's kind of cute. Love. And you know it's going to end in a big Hate. pile of fucking oh. shit. Little could they have imagined <laughs> See, the that their side. blissful existence would be destined to come crashing down around them along with the first gentle fall of the autumn leaves. Oh, of course. As the leaves fall, the blood so flows. So shall your life. <laughs> <laughs> the blood flows. The blood flows. Everything's a metal lyric with you. Yeah, dude. Well, I love it. No, I, I love and it. And as Chris knows, because him and I have been in metal projects, I'm terrible at writing metal lyrics. Therefore, I have to convey my ideas to Chris. Then he turns them into something that actually makes fucking sense. <laughs> no. And, and that's what, what friends point, are for. He was like, Mark, enough with the edgy new I metal don't... lyrics. <laughs> I was just, just going to bring that up. <laughs> He said the same way. I'm like, it's borderline edgy new metal. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, pretty man, bad. Man. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I, I, I can't write shit. It's okay. Well, I like the blood. No, it's not fall. bad. It yeah. was just a, it was it, a it little. Yeah, but you you know what, Chris, you make everything better. Thank you, Robert. You also make everything better. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh well, thank you for including me. Everything's just better with friendship. There you go. God bless us one and all. And that is. Uh, <laughs> or is it everyone? I, I already fucked know. up God the Dickens. Whatever. God bless it. Thank yeah. You. Tiny Rob, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> tiny, tiny Rob. <laughs> Not long after purchasing the cottage, the local villagers had informed the bemused couple that the property where their villa now stood had once been the location of a massive manor house that had been owned by a pair of barbaric brothers, both knights, who were renowned not for their acts of chivalry, but those of wretched cruelty. Do you guys remember the Barbarian Brothers? Remember that? Yeah. Well, oh it was, my they, God. Were, they were in a bunch yeah. of They were in a bunch yeah. of shit. Yeah. Some sort and sorcery films. Yeah. yeah. Just two like ripped dudes that are twins and like with the Barbarian Brothers. They, That's kind of what I imagine. They always with this. sort of looked like 
I don't know, like ultra ripped Jose Canseco's. Kind of, yeah. They did. They did. They did. Yeah, hundred percent. I wonder what happened to those bros. They're probably dead. You from... can only do so much. Yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, it's steroids, true. cocaine, when hookers. You're beefy twins. <laughs> yeah, when, when, you're when you're beef twins. I, but the '80s were a perfect decade to be beef That's twins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like they lucked out becoming beefy at just the right, right time in history. But now this place here, we're talking about barbaric brothers who yes. were knights, who are knights who are not like, hey, we're doing cool shit. They're like, but we're the doing evil some real evil shit. Yeah, barbaric evil, not just like like. Conan, not worshiping crime, eating turkey legs, and banging. Yeah, exactly. No, these guys are doing some real (laughs) proper barbarian. Right, right. That whole speech that his fucking dad gives in the beginning and that he gives. Yeah. Drive their enemies before us, exactly. make their women wail. That's I don't what even I'm remember. Saying. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's a Man of War song. Okay. It is definitely a Man of War song. But getting back to the Sanfords, the neighbors told him, listen, this used to be a big fat fucking estate. With evil knights, so there's a second part to the warning. Okay, so maybe it. you might want to take a pause, talk to your real estate agent, and be like, "Hey, this is not disclosing the property information." I don't even think back then you had to. Oh, really? And the term oh, of no, century. True. Yeah, you didn't have to. I didn't care. No. Right. In fact, local legend had it that the duo was so brutal and lawless that when they finally met their inevitable and likely violent end, their relatives had to cajole the clergy through either means of bribery or force into giving the sadistic siblings a Christian burial. Oh, man, when they won't bury you because you're so evil. That's wow, saying something. When, when hollowed ground is too good yeah, for you. Yeah, they're like, fuck them. After the clergy finally acquiesced, the brothers were laid to rest outside of the Norman church where their graves were marked by two marble statues. Laid side by side on a broad slab of the same polished material carved in their presumably grotesque likenesses. Though they could have been very handsome. I, I don't know. True. Presumably grotesque. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, are we going to assume that they were disfigured from their acts of evil? No, probably not. A lot of evil people are just dashing as fuck. Okay, it's true. Following the evil knight's interment, it was hoped that their reign of terror on the community had at long last ended with their deaths. But less than a year later, the citizens of Ashbourne and the surrounding area were to learn the awful truth. On the evening of November 1st of the year following the celebrated demise of the corrupt Cavaliers, a stirring had been noticed in the derelict manor house that had been abandoned since the death of its owners. The unknown observer evidently approached the structure and bore witness to a sight he would take to his grave. According to legend, the eyewitness watched in what one can only assume was slack-jawed horror as he saw what he first assumed to be the dead men moving about the manor. It was only when the shadowy figures stepped into the pale streaks of moonlight filtering in through the windows that he realized he was not looking at ghosts, but the animate stone effigies of the villainous siblings. They're back, but in stone form? So, whatever evil had been interred with their bones to get all Shakespeare, Uh... somehow transmorgified into the statues that were lying on top top of of their their tombs. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. Okay. All right. Which is just a whole Perfect. other twist. I mean, yeah. you get ghost stories glory. You get an occasional zombie story. Maybe even a, a fun golem, which is a weird combination of matter and... Yeah, that's possessed. complicated. Yeah, that's golems is. are complicated. Yeah. Agreed. But this is just a whole other breed of cat. This is a straight-up statue moving around. Yes. All right. Their heavy marble feet dragged across the cold stone floor, malevolent features chiseled into a perpetual grimace of frustration, as if somehow mourning the loss of their fleshy bodies and the carnal sins they indulged with it. 
The accidental voyeur rushed back to tell his neighbors about the unbelievable horrors he had witnessed, and in no time a search party had been formed to inspect the graveyard in order to confirm the report. Just imagine being the guy that has to get the search party together like, Oh, Ted saw some evil statue shit in the manor. Get everyone together. Yeah. What are we going to take with us? Pitchforks? Well, there's stone. Uh, chisels? Maybe some hammers? Yeah, like, what, what are you going to bring? What do you do? You, torches aren't going to affect Torches ain't going to do shit. You got to no. bring, dude, old school like mason tools. You got to get some fun. Yeah, that's just some like bludgeoning bullshit. That's a yeah. long-term solution. Like, I mean, a shovel. You can't just do it overnight. You, you need to have a fucking, uh, like a, something to, to chisel stone with. Marble's not an easy stone to chip. It's as not. Michelangelo would tell us. Yeah, so what, how do you fucking, how do you hunt these fuckers down? What do you got to do? Diamonds. Oh, Yes. Go, go to the local nobleman. And get, get his wife's diamond. You make, the diamond, you make diamond scimitars. Ooh, you it just makes sense. Like you fuck it up. See, if you had been a villager back then, I was thinking like, like save the day. Maybe like a gnat. I don't know. A gnat? Yeah, a gnat. The, how do you fucking... What? You fucking gnat. net it. You net it and you rope them and then you knock them to the ground. They can't fucking move because they're made of marble. But they're fucking statues. But they're how heavy as shit. Yes, which means a net they're going to be do, you, hard yeah. to pull down. I'm thinking Scooby-Doo terms, guys. Come on. gravity. They would weigh a lot. I'm saying. And if they did not want to be pulled down, and they would not want to be pulled down, how the fuck are you going to do it? A horse is a really good idea, actually. (laughs) I want it to be incredulous. (laughs) Actually, a horse, yeah, seriously. All right, so diamond scimitar, a super sturdy net, a rope. Three Clydesdales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get the fucking Coors Light fucking horses. Remember those fuckers? Shit. Or no, it, was, no it, was, it, was, it wasn't Coors. It was Bud. Yeah, you, Shit. You're mixing up your domestics, yeah, sir. Yeah, I'm fucking up my beers uh, here. Diamond scimitars away. I know. It just seems expensive. Either way, this group of fuckers, though I imagine it was a modest group because I can't imagine courage was overwhelming in terms of going out in the yeah. wee hours to see if statues are alive, went to the cemetery. Okay. To the mob's collective horror, it turned out that the account was accurate, and when they arrived at the cemetery, they were confronted by a barren marble slab where the effigies once lay. <gasps> that means they're still out there. Still in the thick of it. Oh, shit. They presumably decided to leave before the living statues returned to their place of rest, and thus a legend was born. A legend that was ostensibly retold to the property's current owners to make sure that they were nowhere near the cursed estate on the even question and would therefore not have to confront the sinister sculptures on their annual return to the scene of their crimes. I mean, at least you got a time frame. Yeah. You can plan your holidays around this oh, shit. Oh, totally. Yeah, you can. And if you have a kid, you're like, all right, kids, we got to fucking leave. So, I mean, it's over, uh, well, it's over a hundred and almost 120 years from this event. Right. And I can't say we're less superstitious as a culture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did everyone just get scared like yeah, I did? Yeah, just totally. <laughs> yeah. No. But, but, yeah, I thought no, that was, was a statue about to hammer down the door. I don't know if the mics picked it up, but that thunder was so fucking loud. Yeah, yeah, loud, yeah. yeah it's storming out and there's, there, oh, the buck is out. You know, yeah. the one time we do a goddamn ghost story. You know, and oh, well, if the lights go out, then what? We yeah. gotta protect ourselves. We're gonna, from have to, we're gonna have to read by candlelight. Yeah, protect ourselves with the nets. No, if the lights and... goes out, then that doesn't work, and you're not gonna know. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got electricity. Wow, Dirt. we really are dumb as shit. Are. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Chris, for being the smart one. Wow, this is why I handle the money. <laughs> this is yeah, this, this is why Chris is our money guy. Yeah. He's our logistics. Yeah, well, he's pretty much our parent. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's the parent. Thanks, All right, Chris. Chris, when the power goes out. Yeah. Get out of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, All right. Fuck. But 
as I was trying to say before we got terror-stricken and too stupid for words, fucking, if somebody told you, you're the homeowner here, Mark, if somebody told you that one day a year, fucking October 3rd, the dead owners are going to show up and it's going to be a bad scene, but it's not just the dead owners, it's statues of the dead owners, and they're going to fuck shit up, just be away, would you dismiss that shit? Oh, no. Or would you get your family the fuck out? I wouldn't buy the fucking house. I'd be like, I'm not going to sign this deal. But bear in mind, they found this out months after they had Oh, they already, they okay. already put Yeah, you can't in. just right. Um, like they well, didn't get this heads up until autumn. Yeah, basically early autumn. I would probably bail on that. Yeah, I'd probably bail. Mm. You'd sell the house, probably. But you, after you'd you, spent so much time, yeah. You but you know, I mean, you, you wouldn't until you until it happened. Well. I mean, you look like, whatever. Yeah, I would have to actually like witness it. I guess that's what I'm saying. I have to like send Nicole and the kids away, and I'd have to like camp out and witness it myself to be like, okay, this is clearly a situation. So maybe I would do that. Before... So you would sit there and wait for the undead statues to return. To your well, home. I wouldn't like sit in the house like alone, like in the dark by myself. I would like you know, I don't know, like like Metal Gear Solid this shit, like outside, like crouch down or whatever, and hide and see if anybody that shows wouldn't, up. That wouldn't that's not realistic. If you went to or to buy a house now and it was like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, right? And they're like, "Listen, man, we're gonna give you a deal. It's it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar house. There's eighty six hot tubs. There's right. fucking. It comes with like it's a lot of chlorine, m- cool. massage maids. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for me, great, uh, awesome. And, and we're we're gonna only, you except we're gonna sell it to you for seventy five thousand, right? But every, you know, October first, right? Uh, the Goat King comes. <laughs> Fucking go and he punches your dick. (laughs) Like you're gonna be like, give me the paper. Let's fucking sign this. You're not gonna send Nicole away and be like, dude, she said the goat king's coming to punch my dick. Yeah, because I don't want the wife and the kids to be hurt by the goat king. Yeah, but you're not gonna do that. You're gonna be like, oh my god, this person's just crazy, and I got a good deal. Maybe. Yeah. No. Maybe I would. I would. Like I said, though, then if the goat king comes, then you got. Then I got to deal with it. Yeah. So I guess maybe first before I make any. You're not gonna be hunkering down for the fucking goat king before. No, but before I make any drastic decisions, I'm gonna say I'm gonna assess and be like, is this a situation? Like, is there gonna be the Goat King coming to punch me in the dick. How would Suck. you know? Because yeah, the no way to know up. until yeah. you bought the house. That's, exactly. Yeah. They're just they say, and then you just have to wait. Well, no, I'm going. I'm going under the idea that of what well, these people they they had bought the house, and yes. then they heard about all this afterwards. That's how it works. So no, for the I think first. if I came into the situation, they're like, look, once a year the Goat King comes and punches you in the dick. I would probably <laughs> be like, fuck that. I, don't, I first of all, I don't want to get punched in the dick. You all you have to not do is give be up scarce. nine hot tubs and fucking. I don't like massage maids. You know that I don't like water, right? Like I own a pool, I don't swim in. What do you like? <laughs> not a lot of stuff. Not a lot of stuff. If it was a good enough deal, <laughs> maybe I would. You're right though. You know what though? You are right. You're on the sun here. Because if it was a good enough deal, I might be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll buy it. As a matter of fact, there is a house right near my house where a murder was committed not that long ago, and it was on the market, and it sold for stupid fucking cheap yeah. because the woman was fucking. Uh, disemboweled in the fucking basement. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I, you know what? I'm not saying that I wouldn't, buy, I, I would probably buy that house if it was a good enough deal. And they're like, oh, by the way, there was a murder in the basement. Well, not if the disemboweler returns fucking. Well, no, remember that like dude? He, that, that dude went to like Mexico or whatever. Remember in the news, the guy, he fucking ran to Mexico and then came back or whatever? I was speaking in the more random oh, the current, terms. Right, 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 right. You know, if the disemboweler came back, then yeah, no, I don't want to be disemboweled either or punched in the dick by the goat king. Yeah, you know, I like the yeah, idea of the Goat King, though. The Goat King sounds yeah. kind of cool. You don't Maybe know you could talk to him and be things. like, dude. You know, like, between September 30th and November 3rd, you just make yourself scarce. That is the day you go it's to true. the holiday or the three days, you know, you spend time somewhere else. Right. 
and you avoid the fucking Goat King. Yeah. Goat King gets to go there and use the ma- massage maid's fucking wares and, and scoop. Is he going to punch the massage maid? No, not unless... No. Well, uh, unless, I mean, it... unless the massage butlers are there. <laughs> yeah. Unless the massage are fucking in jeopardy. So it's not just my dick that's in jeopardy. It's every, anyone that has a dick that's in jeopardy. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's a lot of dicks. Well, until you do further research, then it just punches his genitals in general. So his genitals. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> oh, what a dick. It's an, an asshole. Fucking, yeah, he's an I, asshole. That's what I'm saying. He's the that's goat the goat king. Th- what do you yeah. want? Yeah, the fucking goat king. He's just All like, right. bleh. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking... <laughs> Kicks, kicks See, this shit. is why we need more videos so people can okay. see that. That's great. All, All right. right. So Back continue. on target. Okay. <laughs> Stay, Stay on, on target. target. Yeah. Oh, this was way. Stay I know. Stay on target, Luke. It's Tangential. like a half hour. We're only in page two. All right. Let's All right. fucking yeah, get it together. Let's read some story. <laughs> the Sanfords, being savvy city folk and thus inured to the superstitions of locals, listened politely but dismissed the notion altogether. Duh. Perhaps their neighbors were being serious. Or maybe they were just having fun with the new residents. Either way, they thought, how is it possible that, at the dawn of the 20th century, one could believe in such rubbish? They would soon find out. Okay. Foreshadowing! After months of sweat and grief, Robert and Mary finally managed to whip their lover's retreat into shape. It was all that they had dreamed it could be and more. Satisfied with a job well done and anticipating the years they would have to continue improving the grounds and maybe even fill the cottage's cozy rooms with the sound of laughing children, Robert and Mary settled down after a long day for their evening ritual of tea by a welcoming fireside. It was a crisp autumn dusk, and upon taking his last sip, Robert decided to take a stroll through the woods before darkness consumed the path. Mary, not sharing her husband's love of brisk walks through shadowy forests, decided to remain by the comforting warmth of the crackling earth. Yeah, why do you want to be that guy? Like, I'm going to go for a nice dark walk. Because that's and how Robert rolls. like, you're a fucking creep. Pretty yeah, much. but right. it's like fall. And it's fall. It's a nice, and you know, dope. Yeah, yeah but I don't know. Shining. It's dark. I don't know. I like Your wife's inside, walks. and so she's sad. like, fuck you, Robert. I'm not going for a dark walk. Because of her shit happens. I walk a lot at night. I have for many years. It's okay. just my well, jam. We just have different lives, I guess, different paths. Neither one of them was even remotely concerned that the date was November 1st. <gasps> All, Saints, All Saints Day. Day. Oh, no. It's almost impossible to imagine that Robert was anything but the picture of contentment as he ambled off his property and into the woods. The trail was well lit by the moon, and the landowner wandered aimlessly, relishing the sights and sounds of his new countrified existence. Realizing that he'd been gone longer than intended and not wanting to unduly worry his wife, Robert meandered back onto the winding path that led through the dilapidated churchyard. Some might be inclined to avoid cemeteries altogether, especially in the dead of night, but Robert was not such a man. Besides, he reckoned, it was the swiftest path home. Oh, never cut, never ever do a fucking shortcut through the graveyard, dude. All the time I walk in Fort Hill at night. We all have. <sighs> yeah. No, I don't. See? It's because you're not a cemetery night walker that you can't empathize <laughs> but with But semi-light. Like, there's been times where it's been like a new moon, <laughs> and I pondered it when I was around Garrow Street, and you, you can't see anything. anything. So just like, imagine like... Just because if... I, can't, I can't make my way through it because I can't fucking see where I'm going. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there, too. All right. Despite his intentions of a hasty return, Robert paused near the cemetery gate, seemingly to savor the solitude when something caught his eye. 
At first, he wasn't sure what he had noticed, but something seemed amiss. That's when it registered and Robert stood gape-mouthed, almost doubting the evidence of his senses. John Macklin, in his 1965 book Strange Destinies, described the scene thusly. Through the trees, the tomb of the evil knights glowed brightly against the dark sky. Every detail was thrown into sharp relief. There was no doubt the slab on top of the tomb was unquestionably empty. The effigies had gone. Oh, he found them. They're not there. We didn't find them. He found a lack of them. Which is also a discovery of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. At first, Robert surmised that their disappearance must be the work of some practical jokers, but he could not imagine for whose benefit the joke might have been perpetrated. There was no one for miles around, and no way could anyone know that he would have spontaneously given in to the urge to take a nighttime stroll past the graveyard. Furthermore, he realized a sizable group of vandals would be required to even budge the huge stone figures, much less carry them away. Perplexed, he quickened his pace, wondering if he ought to tell Mary what he'd seen. Would she be frightened or simply amused that the local pranksters had gone through so much trouble for their benefit? It is a pretty complicated prank. It is pretty complicated. You got to get like six guys to move each one. Yeah. I mean, if it's solid ass marble. Yeah, it's like a dozen dudes. It's a fucking lot of dudes. About midway between his home and the cemetery, Robert abruptly swung around and retraced his steps. He simply would not trust his own observations. He had to know for sure whether or not the effigies had been moved. It was a decision that would seal his fate. His OCD kicked in. See, this happens to me every day. So you get that one part. I, yeah, Chris totally. and I get the cemetery yeah. walks. No, you, I'm like, no, when that. I got to go yeah, check to right. make sure that the stove's mm-hmm. off four times, because if not, my house is going to blow up. Yeah, I got a lot of money around Dude, in that house. Dude, I do that house. with my front door. I do the same thing with my front door. Like, I lock it, and I know I lock it. And I got ring cameras. You can't fucking I must come check my it door. seven or eight times. Yeah, no, same here. I'm like, I know I did, but then I'm like, but did I? Yeah. I hate it. I hate well, I mean, that maybe in this guy's situation, he's like, there's one thing that I've learned is that Robert's plight is universal. Some of us like to walk at night. Some of yeah. us like to check shit over and over again. It's just the first He door. is all of us. He is. Uh, he is. Every Robert. man. Robert, Robert. is Robert. every man. <laughs> Robert braced himself and then boldly walked back into the churchyard, trying to show in action the courage that was almost certainly quickly waning in his breast. The moon had slipped under a layer of low-hanging clouds, cloaking the cemetery in a Stygian shroud of blackness. Stygian. Mm -hmm. Robert struck a match and thrust it toward the marble surface. There laid the figures of the baleful brothers, side by side, exactly as they had always been. He heaved a sigh of relief, grateful to have been a victim of a trick of the light and an overactive imagination. So they're there. They're there. See, this is... God damn it. Story's over. Uh, Patreon, but, <laughs> but it is not. But it no. is not. I see pages. <laughs> yeah. There are pages. Looking Multiple at pages. pages. I'm, I'm still reading the story here, so we all are. Robert, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Excuse me. Robert used the remainder of his matches to make sure that there were no signs of disturbance or any indication that the statues had been moved in the slightest. He could find nothing save for the fact that one of the brothers was missing two fingers on the right hand. It was a small defect that he'd assumed he'd overlooked in the past. Much pleased by the discovery, Robert hurried back to the cottage. Perhaps he would tell Mary of his folly, and they'd both share a good laugh at his expense. And that's a sign of a healthy couple. When you can't wait to tell your significant other of the dumb shit you did. Yeah. 
That's nice. I yeah. tell my wife about all the dumb shit I do constantly. She it's gets kicked out of it. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, Mark, you're dumb. I'm like, Nick, I know. Thanks. You married me. Yeah, you married. Congratulations. <laughs> Who's the real dumb one? Ah. You've never said that. I never no, have. You never have at all. <laughs> never, never. Although <laughs> the hour drew late, Robert knew that his wife habitually waited for him to return home before turning in for the night. As he approached the cottage, he gave a piercing whistle which always heralded his arrival and to which his wife invariably responded in kind. That's kind of cute. cute. Whistle, whistle back. Whistle? Yeah. And then she whistles back. Aw, that's adorable. Absolutely. Until. Maybe a little bit controlling, but kind of adorable. I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's more adorable. Who's controlling who? Saying. It's her He's choice to whistle back. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like it. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's 1901. What? Oh, yeah. Times things were different. This time he was greeted only by silence and a darkened home with no welcoming light in it. Does anyone else get the sense of foreboding? Yeah. yeah. No ham made, no pies made. No, no. Salmon pie free. Flags were not sewn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Betsy Ross never came uh, up calling. In, in England? Really? What the fuck? I need 40, Everywhere. I need everywhere in the world. Jacks immediately. Shh. <laughs> oh, God that was a, that was a metaphor. I, I know, but no, it wasn't is really a Union no. Jack a thing? Yeah, I yes, it's, sure it's, it's the I British flag. I'm sorry, British is listeners. It a thing? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I thought it was. You're is a fucking real? punk rock fan. I feel like it's How a do superhero, you not know that? Is it real? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has to be a fucking DC had to have made a character called Union Jack. No, Marvel point. did. Did they? Yeah. I knew somebody. Yeah, did. there's there's Captain Britain, which is that was part of the Justice League Europe. No. We're talking Marvel. I know, yeah, Cap- but, no, Captain Britain, I think. Was Marvel. No, he was, he was Marvel. Marvel. Oh, was Marvel? Yeah. I was he, he had, he had Excalibur. I think so, yeah. There was, was definitely a dude yeah. who looked like Vindicator, but instead of the Maple Leaf, he had the Union Jack on his chest. And he was part of Justice League International or Europe or no, one of those things. I think you're conflating the two. I'm pretty sure you are. I don't remember a Justice Entirely League Entirely possible, but there was definitely a character <laughs> called the Beef Eater. Remember him? I don't, my God, I do. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. And he looked exactly... Like a fucking masked beef eater. He did. It's great. He did. But again. Wow, that was a digression. That was Jesus a huge Christ. digression. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Quit arguing about Captain Britain. <laughs> no, he's fucking Excalibur. He's, he's like, fucking you know he's got Excalibur. Fucking Lockheed's there. Or Which is funny because they relaunched Excalibur with Betsy Braddock as Captain Britain. They really? I think so. Interesting. Let's check that, that out. That is really nerdy. That is super Let's nerdy. move along. I like it. Let's keep going, Robert. <laughs> I'll try. I... <laughs> you know... Let's let's can we can we build back into the foreboding mood? Okay, yes, here we go. Robert instinctively knew that something was terribly wrong. He couldn't remember who was Captain Britain and which universe he or she belonged to. None of us did. None of us did. This haunted him on the track. I said Marvel. Mm -hmm. The instant he stepped inside, he was stifled by a strange, petrifying stillness that seemed to permeate the air inside his home. Having squandered all of his matches in the graveyard, Robert frantically fumbled through the inky darkness to find more, all the while screaming his wife's name with ever-increasing alarm. Oh, no. When he eventually found a match, he used it to kindle the flame in a lamp. As the lamp's dim light illuminated the room, Robert was shocked by what he saw, again, according to Macklin. The little sitting room looked as though it had been wrecked by a bomb. The stone floor was split as though it had been subjected to shattering blows. The walls were cracked and battered, and a heavy table had been overturned and splintered. That's some fucking serious damage. Yeah, that's some shit. Yeah. I mean, stone walls popped. Cracked, yes. Yeah, stone floor shattered. Fucking. But the 
inexplicably cracked floor and the gouges in the solid rock walls would not be the worst of it. In the midst of all this destruction was the most dreadful image of all, the lifeless body of Mary Sanford. Her throat crushed, her face a frozen mask of horror, her body splayed unladylike across the fragmented flooring. Uh, no way to die. That nope. sucks. Devastated, her young husband dashed the three miles to the nearest village for help. It's hard to imagine that the image of the anguished and weeping Robert did not cause a stir in the close-knit community, but the villagers knew full well the date, and, after all, they had been warned. Oh, dude. Despite the fact that many from the region likely refused to tangle with these ethereal entities, the Ashbourne police managed to gather an impromptu posse of villagers to search for the housewife's deplorable assassins. In the end, as many suspected, the search proved to be unsuccessful. They knew that the culprits were back where they belonged, rigid on the graves of the merciless knights, where the insidious icons would remain immobile for yet another year. And that's some fucking creepy shit. See, I couldn't live with this. (coughs) I would not be able to live with this at all. As a villager, I would be like, fuck this, we're taking care of this shit. Like, we're going to crack the fuck out of these statues, or we're going to, I don't know, put them in a river, do something. Yeah, but a river is not... So what? So they're wet when they come back? Uh, maybe Laying bring, them at the bottom of a river is not going to help all right, anybody. I'm, I'm not a master of good ideas, hence why Chris runs most of the shit. What I'm saying well, is... Well, here's the other thing, too, though. Get a chisel and dismantle you, these you, fuckers. If you dismantle them, then maybe the evil that comes but one evening a year just now has fucking carte blanche. I don't know, man. Somebody better give me a fucking... Somebody better give me a letter with that in there. Well, I'm just saying... I'm I would, saying. You, don't, you destroy something like this, this could be... <laughs> Like the best way of encapsulating the evil, or maybe it's just cursed, or maybe it's just cursed. So and you, if you, if you destroy, you it, the, destroy it, yeah. Maybe you fucking oy, put oy. the bones in uh, vats of holy water, and you chain the <laughs> statues in there, and put it in steel, and then seal it in concrete, and then True. put it at the bottom of an abbey, like Prince of Darkness, where fucking. A special order Smash. of priests should watch over it day in, day out. Smash for all the bones, chisel the statues, call it a day. Yeah, but what if that doesn't work? You, well, it's, it's better than doing what they're doing right now. Well, what, no, it's not. What if these fucking evil brothers can come out every fucking every night of the week? I, I don't and, know and if, murder well, random we don't, citizenry. Well, we don't know if the statues are like the if, if, if that's what's keeping them there. We don't know that. Or if they, if yeah, we cursed. don't know if it's a help, if it's a hindrance, if destroying the statue saves everything, or if destroying the statues unleashes the I'm saying the, the first step that you take is you fucking, you you smash their bones into dust, and then you fucking dismantle, you just chisel the shit out of the statues, and they're all gone. I'm saying the first step that you take is don't be in that fucking house one night a year. You gotta take a stand. What if it makes it worse? You're the same motherfucker that wants to drop witches left and right yeah. and deal with it later. Ex- you you need to take wrath. a stand. Take a stand. Once in your life, take a stand. Who is starting the goddamn ultra-terrestrial militia? Exactly. This could go. This could be the, the step. This could be number two. The anti-curse <laughs> fucking statue brigade, motherfucker. Yeah, that's well, right. You know, one has to wonder if something has been fucking done with it since. Because don't I, I don't know if this is an ongoing problem no, in the no fucking knows. peak district. Okay. But it might be. All right. But this tale of woe is not over. Never is. No. 
Nope. The day before Mary's funeral, Robert found himself alone in the cottage standing over the body of his dead wife. As was the tradition at the time, funerals were held in the home and the body laid in stasis. I don't know what you call it in state. Well, that's only for famous people. Anyway, the body... Like being observed, right? It's just basically the wakes were (laughs) held at the home. Yeah, it sucks. Put them up on the kitchen table. It was in cryostasis. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad glad that I missed that part of the the fucking 19-whatever. Yeah, could you imagine, like, just... Happen to hang no. with the corpse for days? No. I Meet even a loved nope. one. It's no. It's Sorry, yeah. dude. He glanced about at the permanently scarred walls of the home that he and his beloved had put their heart and souls into, wondering what could have possibly inflicted such damage and who could have been so cruel as to snuff the life out of one so young and kind. Robert's mind raced, returning again and again to the eerie churchyard in the undeniable atmosphere of doom that had infiltrated his house that awful night, but he was unable to make any sense of it. He refused to believe what the villagers were whispering about his wife's killers, that they were assassins of stone brought to life by a diabolical curse. Man of logic until the end. Robert grasped for his wife's hand one last time pulling her now rigid fingers open as delicately as possible, when suddenly something fell from her unyielding grip and clattered across the floor. Mystified, the bereaved husband bent over to see what his wife had managed to clench onto as she lay dying. With hitched breath, the grieving widower bent over and picked up the polished white stone that were carved in the shape of two fingers. Unable to believe his eyes, Robert instantly knew that the stories were true. She had the broken fingers from the statue clutched in her hands. Her dead hands. And bring, apparently, bring cold back. dead hands. Whoever prepared the corpse did a really poor job. Totally phoned that one in. Sometimes you just want to <laughs> you just want to dress the yeah, just like, let dude, it go. Her throat's crushed. Fuck it. I'm not checking anything. Oh no! You know, there's no autopsy. autopsy. Dickensian autopsies. Come <laughs> yeah. on. No dice. Well, pile of dead kids you gotta deal with. Fuck it, whatever. We can discuss it after. I feel like that's pretty, that's a little scapped. It might might be. It might be. I got a theory about Perhaps it's embellishment, perhaps not. I got a theory about Robert. The stories were true, according to Robert. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) The Stone Brothers had come to life and returned home, and his wife, first looking for the solitude of the countryside, then the simple comforts of a warm fire, had been a victim of an ancient affliction a sinister scourge that had wreaked havoc on all that he held most dear. What happened to Robert Sanford is not clear. It's doubtful that he remained at the site of his greatest sorrow, and it's unknown if anyone else was courageous or foolhardy enough to take residence in the cursed cottage. But one can imagine that, even to this day, the citizenry of Ashbourne avoid the region at all costs on November 1st. For in that corner of the Peaks District... All Saints' Day is less about remembering the sacred deeds of saints and more about fearing the wicked deeds of sinners, even ones that are long dead. Oh, the dead are coming back to get you. The dead live, the dead live, the dead live, fear the dead. (laughs) (laughs) We had a nice little harmonic moment. Uh, Fear the dead, oh no. Oh my God, it was almost like nuclear assault. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually doing Sam Kennison. Right there, oh, you okay, go. Yeah, no, I think I was doing like a like a late '80s, early '90s, hardcore. Get it done. The four rage. Well played. <laughs> that was that was my yeah. brother's keepers impression for any any <laughs> brother's keepers fans out there. Um, the continuum is an awesome song. So okay, let's get 
this started to the nitty of the gritty. I don't even so, know. Um, this as, is not as, like shit we usually tag. Yeah, no, no. Like, it's we usually have eyewitnesses of, yeah. to either extraterrestrial entities or right. cryptozoological entities or maybe so. I, I the guess rare doll. I immediately I'm brought the rare doll. I'm immediately brought to that quite possibly this is just a murder that he covered up by trying to blame it on some statue. Oh, it sure seems like it. It like, sort it of does. feels in that this way. This culture of ultra forensics and first forty eights and and true crime being I don't know prevalent on literally half the fucking channels. <laughs> yeah, it's almost hard not to think that. Robert Sanford had just had enough. Yeah, he that was son tired. of a bitch. He, couldn't, he couldn't take it. She's not yeah. happy. Like, he thought he didn't like London, but living alone yeah. with that woman. The hustle and the bustle. Was driving him batshit crazy. Yeah. He left his mistress behind. He left his drinking buddies behind. Right. He was stuck with the Norman church. And as he was making that long walk at night, he thought, if there's one night to do it. Yeah, and he could easily cover it up by being like, oh, but here's the thing, though, too. Is that um, I'm assuming in 19, what was it, 01? 01. There's police, right? Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm saying, I mean, the police <laughs> no, are. No, no, no. It was a lawless time. <laughs> yeah. So, 1923, the first police officers were established. <laughs> oh, in England. really? Were they like Irish dudes in New York? Yeah, oh, exactly. Cool. Like that. They imported the Irish. They, 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 they brought the imported the They were fucking police. Yeah, okay, so there, there is. They're actually mentioned in the story, if you recall. Yeah, you are correct. I'm sorry, I forgot that. Okay, so. At what point are the police going to be like, oh, yeah, no, clearly it's all Saints Day and you fucked up by being around, therefore you're dead, uh, case closed. You right. really think that the cops would be like, okay, um, her fucking throat's crushed, the place is torn the fuck apart, he was out for a quote-unquote walk, and it just so happens that he comes back and she's dead, and then he runs three miles to the nearest town? Yeah. Really? That's what he said. Okay. I so, mean, they were living in isolation. I don't want to poo-poo it off the gate because I do like the idea of cursed statues. I think it's fun, and I think we should dismantle them, and we should crush their bones into dust. I still take umbrage. You That's might fine. be releasing we'll the evil about forevermore. We'll, we'll, there's no documentation about that at all. There's no There's no doctrine. Wow. There's the no doc- doctrine there's of no dealing doctrine. with evil statues. Exactly. So I'm going to start off by saying, skeptically speaking, Robert killed his wife, blamed it on the statues, and for some reason, I don't know, the cops weren't feeling it that day, and they were like, yeah, fuck it, it's the statues. And the guy probably got away with murder. I mean, if they were locals, and the cops almost certainly were, and they happened to yeah. buy the legend, which at that point had been centuries old. Even if they didn't. Or maybe they didn't. Or maybe they were like, lazy. People are not smart. We've no, established we, this. We, you guys, yeah. Turn the century people, especially. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Wow. It's being a little harsh. No, it's not. On our great-grandparents. We're kind of dumb. Uh, I'm Sometimes I'm shocked that we've achieved what we have. Yeah, really. I mean, considering oh, it's listen to how listen. we talk every week. Like, it, it is we can be pretty fucking us. dumb. <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. mean, Jesus Christ. We were, kind we, of our, we were going to do a podcast and a blackout, the two of us. So, yeah. With no power. Yeah, yeah we're, but, we're standing but head and shoulders being, above yeah, the yeah, rest. But, uh, but us being dumb is kind of our part-time job. So That's thank true. You, thank you, Patreon. All right. Truth is. Here's what is a wicked pisser. So we're going to say that it's a real chance. But if if Robert had murdered his wife and wanted to blame a local legend, 
if he took the time to chip those fingers off and put them in her hand and nobody fucking found them, so he had to discover them himself later. Oh, I didn't think about that. What a wicked piss of that would be like. He just worked it out. He chiseled he was, them off. Yeah. He put them in the hand. To be like, oh, that's a good idea, Rob. I like come, that. True crime, like, yeah. He nails it, and then they don't find it, so he has to find it And then it he's himself. like, oh, oh, geez, look. Oh, 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 God, oh, oh no. Oh, God. She, she, she was killed by a statue. Yeah. Well, that's the only part. Well, not the only part, but that 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 is very urban legendy. That last it part sounds, it smacks over. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like, like that well, part especially. It sounds like the hook part, on the handle the of the, the car. Handle, exactly. Yeah, totally, or any yeah. number that, yeah, of uh, totally. campfire stories you'd hear. You know, and, and, yeah, totally. And so maybe that part's true. Maybe that part's an embellishment. Maybe it's all a fucking lie. And, and we can't rule that out either. But seeing that we all concede that this might be... Uh, in a more credulous time, a man who just got away with murdering a significant other. And blaming it on a fucking statue, and for some reason, people bought it. Let's move on to other possibilities. Okay, so if this is a curse... The living dead. I think... Are you like are, are the person... Do you like know about curses and whatnot? Like, yeah, I, no, are curses are go-to. Are you the person? I don't know. I'm like, I'm I, am I, I the know, person? He's pod dad. He's yeah. treasurer. I, 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 I look when I, how electricity works. When I need information... I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm okay with electricity. I'm not bad. We can put batteries Listen, in this thing. Listen, you're the only pod. one that ever actively did a spell... And okay, is I never, a spell. I never oh. actually, I never actually did. Shut a up! Spell. You spelled out. So sigil, no sigil magic over here spell. is probably <laughs> don't, our go-to. Don't guy. give me those bullshit semantics. Actually, it's a spell. Okay, fine. I and then sigil work. <laughs> 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 that's, wow, that's just that's just so like just attacking me in my sigil work. I am. It's Why? A goddamn spell. The sigil work save. helped. It helped me. Sure it did. It did. Listen, if it makes you feel better, antidepressants may have also helped too. But sigils didn't. Did sigils? <laughs> didn't hurt our <laughs> yeah no the non-evidence evidence drugs we dope always we, help too at but... some point my drugs yeah drugs help me too and drinking help at some point we do have to have an episode where i talk about the little the little dabbling into sigils that i did do and yeah. then how i was just noticing like weird it's a long story but anyway we'll, we'll get to it someday no, maybe no, for no, patreon uh, episodes I'm I'm we're gonna do it right, so curses Howevs. Curses be damned, right? Oh, I don't... Listen, none of us are experts on curses. But I'm, I'm just asking Chris. I don't know. He's read uh, more D&D books than I have. Yeah, that doesn't make you an expert but, but maybe on fucking curses. Yeah, this doesn't translate into the reality right, so, of anything. All right, like, so we all real. know like, the curse of King Tut's tomb. We know standard yeah. practice The curse curses. of Al Capone's grave, right? No. Oh, Al Jesus vault. Christ. That's not unless, you, unless it cursed over all the Rivera's <laughs> the career. Curse, yeah, the, it's not a fucking curse. <laughs> I don't know. Is it a curse? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> I don't I, I told you I don't fucking oh, know about no. curses. Right, stop. Listen. It's only called a curse because it's it's a legendary thing that keeps happening. Let's talk about it more in terms of a paranormal event. Okay, so if these statues, for some reason, once a, once a year on All Saints Day, are embodied by the pure evil of these barbaric brothers... Mm-hmm. I would assume that there's something that you can do to break the cycle. As you've been saying. Okay. As I've been saying, well, how, how break the cycle. St- how did it start? Now, Chris is right, though. How did it start? So were they just so evil that they could not be contained in That's a good question. Marble? Why once a year? Uh, it's All Saints Day. I mean, isn't All Saints Day when shit happens? Well, I, I mean, well, they say the the veil between you. Yeah, and fucking and dude, no, I, I, we were talking. We were talking about Let's November's coming. Let's not do coming. the doofy voice. We no, doofy of, voice galore. Yeah, doofy voice everywhere. The, listen, old British Isle lore, especially okay. Celtic, 
has it that the you know the the festival of Sawin and whatever is when like Chris said the veil it, yeah dude no, no listen I, no, I well, listen I know but but when literally when now listen we can all take <laughs> this veil. with a grain of salt but just talking <laughs> from a traditional uh, folkloric oh, standpoint. That is supposed to be a okay. time when the dead can walk no, I and Listen, demons and whatnots right, can yeah, travel. Dude, we were talking about, no, we were talking about November's coming it. fire earlier. I love remember? all of it. I do remember. My favorite Sam Hain record. I'm proud of Thank you for that. You. I love it. Okay. I love the whole I love it aesthetically. Too. I, I love I all of Halloween. Awesome. I, I love, love Halloween. Season, I love so Halloween. If, I'm not saying it, but... it lends veracity because that's a stretch, but I am saying that if there was one day a year. All right, maybe then. You know, when the veil is thinnest. That would be the day when the dead would walk. But it's not the dead walking, and it's not ghosts coming back. No, it's these the statues. The most interesting thing is, and, and part of me can't help, because, if, if we, like, again, we have to suspend our disbelief to a certain degree. Let's just, we, we, we were pragmatic as fuck in the beginning. Let's just take it at face value that this is what's happening and trying to understand why. Could it be that these, uh, you know, you know, sinister siblings or whatever fucking, as I call them, are so vile that they were never supposed to be in hallowed ground? And so it somehow oh, corrupted that? the hallowed ground that the clergy, either by means of force or, or bribery or whatever, allowed these evil, so evil that, siblings to be buried in what was once holy earth. Is that where the is that where they fucked up because and, and they put them in was, the hollow ground and maybe then it sullied it. It was a corruption. Jesus did this. He was like, "No, they're coming back once a year." Jesus, I don't know why Jesus. I don't know. Someone did it in the history of ever. I've never heard of a. Someone did it. Who would do that? Who would be like, all right, now you're coming back? Normally, what happens? Pet cemetery, a yearly pet cemetery, except it's statuary. Oh yeah, pet statuary. Yeah, what that means. Anyway, but generally, evil. Generally, something evil never in history has been more powerful than good. If anything. Evil was put in something and surrounded by good until somebody fucked up the barrier or whatever it was that kept the evil at bay. The shield, right. And then then it got out. Okay. That is what traditional lore has a lot of Yeah, it's never... Again, going that means back to nothing but... One of my favorite uh, John Carpenter films, Prince of Darkness, which I mentioned Love earlier it. and we'll mention again and again. It's great, yeah. The idea of this eternal evil being held at bay by human beings and faith and, and, and weird architectural designs that had been there since a time immemorial. Now I'm not saying it applies to this, but maybe they were hoping that the evil would be uh, put at bay by the Norman church and, right. and, and the holiness of the sanctuary, but maybe it worked opposite. Like I say, maybe by the corruption of allowing people that two two men that absolutely should, should not have been buried in these grounds to be buried there. Maybe it unsanctified it. That doesn't in any way though, explain how, a, the dead could walk, period, or B, how the evil yeah. could infiltrate the stone. Yeah, right. that's, a little, that's a little weird. Because that's not a common thing. I mean, no. like like I said earlier, that scared me since I was a kid. I, every time you've ever looked at a creepy old statue, and, and Chris and I were raised Roman Catholic, so you see a lot of statuary in churches. Yeah, no, it's creepy. The idea of statues moving, especially those like like slate concrete ones with the what, blank uh, eyes. What was it? Dude, it wasn't even just stat like what's the any, church over any near show the... where there was like a not, like a, a statue or it was just a picture right. of a face or something and opened his eyes. Oh yeah. Even fucking the original Clash Anything of Titans inanimate. when Athena's head falls and oh, all of a sudden yeah. she starts talking. It's so scummy. I'm like 
Even though it's obviously this, a weird transpose, shitty special effects, it's but it's grubby. Oh, yeah. I agree. What's so the, like, uh, I agree. Moving statues, it's, it hits it's a fundamental chord, it's I think, we- in it's all weird. people. What's yeah. the church over near uh, the Hollywood restaurant in Michael's? St. Francis. Yeah, and they have all the statues there. Yeah, they yeah, have the we whole were, shrine. When yeah. we were kids, you used to be like, I'll go there at midnight and look in Mary's eyes and you'll die. Really? really? Yeah, and it, it, I mean, I, I, I never all, heard of that church. We all tried yeah. it, and no one. Yeah, I, thankfully, I, no did, one, I did not try that. I don't know days. because we were because we were fucking kids, and we were like, "Dude, look in your eyes, and you'll die at midnight." And that's I mean, only for the the heathens, like yeah, you know, it's that true. didn't grow up. Yeah. That was before you converted. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you were in jeopardy. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Okay, so um, we have curse, we have uh, murder, and we have um, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe home invasion. That this guy is just mis- is is being. I mean, think about it. Actually, home invasion. If someone didn't, if there was some sort of crime perpetrated, they'd be That's like, "Oh, true. we're going to do it on All Saints so, Day because we can put them in the fucking statues." So, and people are fucking dumb and don't know the statues don't come to life. Like evil locals, yeah, totally, or whatever, know the legend of the of the the brothers Grimm and their evil deeds. And they go there with a sledgehammer so they can pound the fuck out of the floor and wall and table and make it look like heavy hands of stone did damage. They maybe molest or violate or do something heinous to this wife. Maybe. Crush her throat. Bash her throat in with said sledgehammer to make it look like, again, a heavy hand of stone did the work. Unless they still, do they still anything? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Yeah, this is the problem with the turn of the century forensics. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is definitely a misnomer. It's the problem with this. All right, so um, I think to round this out, I'm going to go with that he he killed his wife and blamed on a statue. So you're going the pragmatic, going the pragmatic, logical, logical. I understand. Killed the wife, blamed on the statue. If I was to go the other way with the evil, I would say smash the bones, chisel the statues. We've been down there. I don't think there's any guarantee oh, wow. that destroying these effigies and or the bones beneath them. If I don't them, see paperwork I've, stating that there ain't, listen, I'm doing I don't it. see listen. paperwork saying that it will. Then we're doing it. Listen, you're so fucking infuriated. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> well, there's no there's, there's there's no paperwork either way. Hold my beer. It, it does feel more wow. true crime. I'm gonna send it. You <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, Chris, what do you think? It definitely feels more true true crimey. True crimey, okay. But right. definitely, if you can't defeat the effigy by destroying the effigy. You need to defeat the source of that, which would be. The bones of the, the unholy. fucking bones, and generally, yeah. they need to be sanctified and, and burned and just obliterated. And we can do that. That's not that hard. Oh, well, I I'm already, saying. I already told you <laughs> we, about we crushing the bones that. We in 1901. In a vat yeah. of holy water. Fuckers didn't know. Sealing it in steel and concrete, burying it beneath an abbey that's actively sacred. Not even volcano. An abbey built at the edge of a volcano. No, you, <laughs> you, have, to death, you have to get no, rid of the bones. No, because that's pagan as fuck. It's like throwing From the bones existence. into a volcano might just, just smash amplify no. its evil. No, that doesn't Dude, work like that you way. Did you don't know that? I do know that way. Oh, Freddy... now you're the curse expert. I am facts now. Yeah. <laughs> I am Remember facts. how they did it with, with fucking Freddy Krueger in the graveyard? I certainly do. They fucking took the yep. bones out, and then he was like fucking skeletal it Freddy and shit. It worked super well, didn't it? No, because it got all fucked up. Yes. Because it got all it fucked up. Blame it on what shitty nice writers for Ray Harryhausen movie, fight scene between John Saxon and Craig dope. Wesson and Skeletal Freddy. Skeletal Freddy was pretty fucking dope. All right, Robert, so what do you think? No one, oh, no one wanted record. to deal with fucking science here. Classic record. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> he just the got bo- mad. The, the bones access uh, to the Akashic record. <laughs> you guys can fuck off. I nailed Jeff. You gave him a tumor. I gave him wisdom. I, so fuck the fuck I off. gave him some you. shit I made up. Chris not, I did not make that up. Oh, I'm going to tell you some other shit I didn't make up. Oh, shit. Quantum entanglement. 
What does that mean? My, is he bilocational? <laughs> yeah, by definition. Yeah. Yeah, Two no, objects separated by vast space, but okay. interconnected and moving in the same way. Yeah. I'm thinking that whatever energy represents the soul, vile though it may be Ooh. in the case of these fucking brothers, somehow became quantumly entangled with the actual marble that was carved in their likeness through, I don't know, maybe a lightning bolt, maybe magic, maybe fucking some crazy super science that nobody knew about back in the 1300s or whenever the fuck they died. And so through quantum entanglement, whatever the evil of these brothers wanted to have happen, the stones actually enacted. But for whatever reason, and I can't qualify on this part, it only happened once a year. Quantum fucking entanglement. Okay. Well, that was um, Deepak Chopra. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking at the father of all curses over here. I mean, is that a thing? I don't know. Ask Chris if it's a thing. I don't know. Why? I, can I have that shirt, please? Uh, father yeah, father, of, father of, all of all curses. curses. <laughs> father, it is a great title. Father of knowledge of curses. We have to, we have, to have father of all curses, miniature corpse goo, and uh, enigmatic entity. Those would be shirts. So hopefully we'll be having oh the public right. soon. Um, so I think we have our, everything nailed down, right? We yeah, that was perfect. Okay, cool. Got yeah, it. Yeah, We're done. All right. So quantum entanglement, true crime, and uh, smash the bones and fucking chisel the statues, and you're good to I'm go. I'm telling you, I think we're getting off easy with once a year, stay off that real estate. And I'm, dude, I'm had, dude, I'm tell, telling you, dude, you got to fuck take a stand. Rob, I Sometimes want you to Sometimes you have to let well enough alone. You're oh, right, okay. and this is where I generally go wrong <laughs> because I'm like, fuck it, take a stand and let everything get wow, all fucked all right. up. All right, there you have it. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Stick around after the music. We're going to be we're going to be doing our Patreon shoutouts. Oh yes, stick around for that. Thank you, all good patrons, or, or all good patrons. You can find us uh, online on the Instas and the Twitters and the Facebooks. Our Facebook fan group is fucking. Awesome. Oh, it's so fun. The dope. Be sure to check that out. Uh, and Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. $1 gets you a shout-out, and $5 will get you a shout-out and some bonus audio. We have some other tiers coming soon, so be sure to check that out. Uh, that's going to do it. So we'll be talking to you soon, and goodbye. Bye. Second goodbye? Third goodbye? Yeah, absolutely. Is this the first goodbye? I don't even know. Shit. No, I think that's... No, that's a first goodbye. I the think. lightning happened. We got scared. We took a break, and then yeah, we got we yeah. lost our we, fucking. We lost our no, shit I know I totally. choked and died. I can't and believe I came back, like we're grown ass fucking men, and, and thunder happens in the middle like, of a ghost story. Oh, we're like, the fuck? Oh god, that no. was crackly loud though. Yeah, it was so you know, loud. You know, Chucky's gonna come out of Chris's bedroom. Well, we were just talking about fuck heavy Chucky. Fuck, fucking Chucky. Well, fuck Chucky. But I was thinking like the heavy stone steps of evil statues. What do we do and if they come? What do they do if they show up? Relieve. I'm smashing the bones. You how? Where? You gonna where the bones? Fly you don't even them. know where the, the bones are. District? We'll find them. How do you kn even know oh, where they are? Before we say our fourth goodbye, if you are, if we have plenty of listeners across the pond. So if you know about this place, you got any information, fucking hit us up. Yeah, if you're near Ashbourne yeah, and let us know, the area, totally. and if you've heard the legend, or yeah. if you know if the cemetery still exists, yeah. if the statues are still there, let us know. If people avoid the region. Yeah. If it's all a big bunch of bullshit, let us know. If it was turned out that Robert, in fact, had killed his wife and tried to blame him on some statues, let us know. And we're talking to you soon. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. I wouldn't rule out the Akashic record. No, I, I am. I yeah, I'm just saying. To. The father of all curses. I am facts. It's my shirt. Yeah, I am facts. I am facts. Yeah, I'm facts. Yeah. That'll be the I back am, of the shirt. Father of all I curses. Am, I am facts. I am facts. <laughs> we'll be talking to you.
right, thank you very much for sticking around for our Patreon shout-outs. Again, that is patreon.com slash Podcast. $1 gets you a thank you. $5 gets you a thank you and bonus audio every month. So uh, let's get started with our shout-outs. I have uh, Rache Walls, Ghoul82, and Maggie Wethington. Robert. Let's continue this with Joshua Lehman, Andrew Dudek, and Jimmy Thompson. Thank you all so very much. I for know your you guys fucking rule. Okay, uh, I have because Rob moved the list on me. I have Paul Bel- Bel- Belkowski. I'm pretty sure we're saying that right, right? Belkowski. Uh, I would think Belchowski. Belchowski. Paul. The we're gonna CZ. say Paul B. How about that, Paul B? The CZ is much. tough for us. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much, Paul B. Michael Cortez and Amy Wolin. Nice. I've got Unearthly Upstate, a podcast. Oh, oh that's uh, Mary Bittersweet, actually. Right on. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. check that check out. It, check it out. That's awesome. The Stego's Wife, Our Strange Skies, Ooh. also a podcast. Oh, shit, our buddy Rob Christopherson. That's we got to hang, hang out with that dude, for real. We need to travel up there. and It's, it's not like we're all that far away. And right. just look at bears and shit and talk about aliens. Wow, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Dude, listen, He's near bears. You confronted a bear and I was scared. And we're going to go up there with Rob and fucking pound beers and talk about fucking crazy shit and look at bears. I got Mike. It's M-I-I-K-E. Oh, like Takashi Mike. Mike. Yep. Uh, Michael McNally and Christopher Williams. And this is going to be rounding Ooh. it off here with Robert. Word up. We're going to end this with Joe Coggins, Trevor Morey, and Kelly Richards. All of you, thank you so very much. Yeah, thank you all so very much for contributing to our Patreon. We appreciate it. You have no idea. As stated in this episode, Christopher was Dickens poor. Yeah, it was Dickens. No, it really was. We provided him with money from the Patreon so he could live. (laughs) Okay, I... Okay. And not so Dickens poor. No, I was not that poor. He's going to buy systems of video games I'm gonna and buy, indulgences. I'm going to actually buy a Mortal Kombat 1-Up arcade machine tomorrow because this has been haunting my dreams. Got my Lambo. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got, got my Lambo. We're all going to go to my house and play the Mortal Kombat game, right? That's fair. Okay. And actually, oh, Rob, your best. money helped you. Uh, your car got towed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the your night money. of our live show, <laughs> yeah. besides losing a tooth, I oh, fucking lost the car. And, and and the money got you fucking back. Absolutely. So, there you go. so right. it was th- thanks to you guys. Um, yeah. It did not have to stay in the tow yard all weekend <laughs> and Man. fucking put me in super debt. So thank you all so very much for contributing to our Patreon. It means the world to us. We were really, so very no, excited about the, the reaction. We gush about it with each other all the time. We're yeah. so fucking delighted and it's, flattered. Sort of like a part-time job now. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's Yeah, which just is good, so, which is cool. The money part's phenomenal, but what's even better is that people want to support us. I just can't... I mean, yeah. doing creative things my whole life, it is so nice to actually see a, a real-time reaction. It's fucking this really is phenomenal. The, this is the yeah. most successful band I've ever been a part of. There you go. And we're not even a band. So yeah, no, no, it's fucked up. Like, I can't yeah. believe people want to listen to us. Like, yeah, we're no, fucking I, weird. No, yeah, we we're, we're, we're not <laughs> the smartest. We ain't the fucking sharpest tools in the shed, but you know what? Hey, we make, we make the folks laugh. So there. Hey. Uh, from our cursed father to yours, we'll be talking to you soon. Wow. He's <laughs> the father of all curses. He is, I know. I don't yeah. even know why you said that. Because you are. That. Why you're, am I, though? Because master you know effects. shit. Yeah, master effect, that, father that, of curses. It's the same thing, okay? Yeah, you are. All right. Thank you all so very much. Talking to you soon. Bye. Goodbye, friends. Peace. Wait.